Let us turn our attention to how much we need him. In his holy word, in the letter to Romans, the eighth chapter, looking at verses 18 to 30. But I'm going to lift it before us, just a few of those verses for our reading, but pray with, praying with me and that, that, that God will help me. I want to deal with verses 18 to 30, how we are eagerly awaiting. Come on, somebody. If you look with me at, say, verses 22 to verses 27, it reads this way in the New Living Translation, you're welcome to stand in the reading and honoring of God's word. And if you're not there, say, hold on. Amen. If you're there, say, let us begin. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too await with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we were already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently with and confidently. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Thank you, Holy Ghost. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us, believers, in harmony with God's own will. I'm going to pick up at verse 24 from the King James Version to read it for those who have the King James. It says, For we were saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with the groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercessions for the saints according to the will of of God, praise God for the for the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Amen. Eagerly awaiting that song of worship and testimonial and praise that was singing so, so eloquently. Uh, apropos to this text of I sure do need Him now. Looking at this argument of the letter, Paul is talking about how not only will we. Uh, share the glory of our Lord and Savior, but also will share in his suffering. And, and, and the glory aspect is the easy aspect because we, we can shout about that. We could just, we, I, 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 I could go ahead and say it, but at the cross, uh, 
Didn't he die? Y'all say, sure he died. Uh, he, he hung his head and bowed. We get excited and say, yeah, for me he died. He was bruised for my, he was, he bore my chastisement. He was healed. Uh, I'm healed by his stripes. We get excited so I can glorify now. But when I talk about suffering, all of a sudden we won't be quiet. I, 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 I'll serve him, but I, I won't suffer for him. But he suffered for you. And you get excited about that, but will you suffer for him? He said, no, it's not worth all that. But yet, if we can, to, to, to get to the glory, we got to suffer. You want orange juice, you got to squeeze the orange. God is letting us know that as we will suffer, he's only preparing us for what's to come. In other words, you can help me tell your neighbor the best is yet to come. See, see, I, I, I will put up, come on somebody, suffering now. Because I know what's yet to come. And even what I do not know, the Holy Spirit is going to come by my side, the paraclete, the advocate, the helper, and he will help me out in this situation. But let's look why I suffer. I suffer because there was a man named Adam who fell short. And because he fell short, the earth was cursed. Am I talking to somebody here? And since the earth is cursed, the earth is too in pain and in suffering. But because he ate of the fruit of the tree, he also cur- the earth was cursed, but also, also death has entered the ranks. And since death has entered the ranks, our bodies are slowly decaying. We, 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 we know, we know when our skin is decaying, that's why you tell somebody they need some lotion. <laughs> What's the saying that the dead skin is sowing itself? Y'all don't hear me? And when the dead skin is sowing itself, it don't look like the live skin. Y'all don't hear me? Most of the dust you sweep up at your house is you. It's dead skin and hair just falling off because our body is decomposing every day. And, 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 and we are waiting for this time. Just as creation is waiting for the day it's Because y'all do understand there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And, 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 and look how Paul has suggested us to look at this. says that there that, is that, that birth pain. I'm about to step into an element I have nothing, I have no knowledge about. But I'm just going to go from observing. I observe one aspect of eagerly a mother waiting to be pregnant. I observe at one moment the joy of celebration of the pregnancy. Then I observe another moment I can't wait. For the baby to come. <laughs> and then there's another moment during the pain and the labor as I will endure it because I know 
that I got to push, I got to endure in order for me to give birth to what's new. Y'all hear me? Paul is saying just as the earth is, 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 is waiting or waiting for that newness to come. So it will endure the pain, the tribulation, the trials that come, knowing that what's going to come out of it. Help me out, somebody. It's going to be worth it. After a... a, a a mother, you know how the comedians talk about how, how, how they're in the pregnancy room and they say how the wife looks at the husband saying, why did you put me through this? <laughs> Told you I, I'm going from, from what I heard about. I said, I wasn't there. I don't know if that actually take place, but yo, your fathers, y'all help me out. And, uh, and, and, and the father is in pain while she's squeezing her hand. All he can say is, says, I love you, baby. <laughs> just, just trying to be supportive as much as, as possible. Because they all know once the baby comes, all that pain, all the tribulation, all the suffering is going to be gone. And they're going to say, let me hold him or her. Let me celebrate the birth that's come. Do you understand that we need to endure the suffering, the pain, and the tribulation, understanding that one day it will cease? So he says that our current suffering does not compare to our future glory. Y'all with me here? Help, Help me out. Tell your neighbor the best is yet to come. So we need to eagerly to earnestly await for what's coming. So that means that I will put up with you calling me out my name. I will put up with you trying to use me and abuse me and misuse me on my job because I am patient. I am forgiven that you won't give me a raise, but you give somebody else a raise because they connive. They cheat. They gossip. They hang around in the in crowd. And, and I pray a lot. I read my Bible a lot. I don't go out drinking with all the buddies and become friends with. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? Yeah, I, I, I've been preaching for a while, but I've, I've been in the secular world system. Come on, somebody. I, I've seen how it works. And I, I realize that I don't care what you can give me. Y'all don't hear me? One person, one person got passed up because they did not get a bonus. And, and you got a bonus based on what your co-workers wrote about you. And they didn't like you. They made sure you didn't get a bonus. A, a bonus might be $5. It might be $10. It might be a, a free hour of leave. You know, or something. But it mattered not what it was. But it mattered that you got it. But if you didn't get something, I mean, they didn't like you enough. And I shared with this person that I don't care what they give me because I don't work for them. And she looked at me, and I looked at her, and she smiled and walked away to her desk happy because she knew who she served to. When you serve the Lord, you'll put up with people's mess. Because you know the best, come on somebody, is yet to come. So I, I will wait for my change to come. I'll wait for the birth to come. I'll wait for me to be fully transformed to what God has promised me. Aren't you glad that God will fulfill his promise? Because it says that, that, that we will be transformed and be like his son. I don't know about you, but let me tell you what the son has done when he was transformed. He was able to reappear and disappear in a closed locked room. He was able to, to, to eat with them 
and show his face to them. He was able to walk with somebody on the road, and next thing they look, he was gone. Then they find him on the beach cooking fish. <laughs> and then they saw him ascend on a cloud. And he said he's coming back. The same way they saw him left. What that tells me is that I will, will soon they disappear and reappear. Y'all don't hear me. That tells me that in my new body, I'm going to be able to eat with the master. Y'all don't hear me. It tells me that I too will ascend on a cloud. Y'all don't hear me. <laughs> I'm going to be just like him. I heard one pastor say that the angels will be looking at us when we're coming, hitting one another, asking which one is Jesus. Because we're all going to be changed to be like him. All I'm trying to point out that what we're putting up with right now is worth it. Because the best is yet to come. We talked about in Bible study about how we want everything right now. That when we use that terminology, it's your season, and we want to hear something after season of prosperity. But what if I tell you it's your season to be barren? Would you put up with it? Mm, y'all, 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 I thought y'all be quiet on me. If, if you just look at it for a moment, come here, Abraham. Abraham, you're going to be fruitful and multiply and have children. Ten years later, Abraham, you're going to be fruitful. <laughs> he saw nothing come forth in that promise. Because that season for that time was for him to be planting the seed. Y'all don't hear me. And when you plant the seeds, you don't see the crop. But you know the work is being done under the ground. Got any gardeners in the house? The last thing you see is what comes up through the ground after you plant it and toil with what needs to go under the ground. And so it has to work its way up in order for you to see the fruit to come. Many of us, we want to be up. We don't want to get down and dirty to get where God wants us to be. Tell your neighbor, you got to suffer. Fruit of the Spirit is long suffering. Hello, somebody. God is letting us know that I'm going to give you what you need to be able to put up with what I'm going to put you through. You see, we, we, we talk about how we have perseverance, but we need to be reminded that we are being preserved. Because God preserves us. He sustains us so that we can go through what we're going through. Y'all with me here? Because it's saying that as, as we're going to glorify with him, we're also going to suffer with him. But it's all for the good of those who love him and who are called according to their firm. I'm talking to somebody this morning. And so, I'm willing to put up with this because I have a hope. I have an expectation of something good is going to come. I eagerly await the promise that I've been told from years ago. That I will be changed. You understand that we have the spirit of adoption that we call him Abba. Father, which makes us heirs and co-heirs with the heir. Amen? 
And since I'm a co-heir with the heir, I also must put up with what the heir has gone through. Uh, Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you need to crucify your flesh, pick up your cross, and follow after me. Well, if I look at the path he took to the cross, uh, he was suffering. Mm. Hebrews writers say he bore the shame of the cross for the glory of the saints. One of my precious moments in the Passion movie is when they gave him his judgment, the cross, and he embraced it. And one of the, the, the crooks said that you are embracing your punishment. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that just broke me. That my Lord and Savior embraced my punishment. Y'all don't hear me. He took my suffering. He took my chastisement. So that I will not have to ever know or experience or understand what it means to be separated from God. Did he do that for you? And if he did that for you, then you ought to be able to put up with somebody calling you out your name. Come on. You ought to be able to put up giving your coat to somebody else. You ought to be able to put up with somebody calling you late at night saying, I just need a word of prayer. Because he did it for us. So we can put up. But now the other aspect we got to look upon that we are going to be set free from our corruption. From our sin. Y'all see that there in the text? That, that I realize that I am not my best right now. I realize that I'm not doing everything that I should be doing. But I thank God that he is forming me and shaping me and molding me into his image. Y'all see that right there? That, 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 that one day, one day we're going to be totally transformed so that we'll reach the full revelation of the understanding of being his son, being like his son, his redemptive son, that I will be, have a new glorious body. Do you, do you understand, do you understand, do you understand that, that there won't be any sin in this new heaven and this new earth? Which means that God's going to get the hell out. Y'all don't hear me. And sometimes to get stuff out, you got to squeeze. Get that orange juice. Come on, what you got to do? You got to squeeze it. And our God, our God wants what's best for us. And if there's something in there that he needs to get rid of, I'm so glad he'll squeeze. I, 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 I love it how the Hebrews writer says, nobody enjoys the chastisement of the Father. How true it is. But I'm so glad that the Father does it because he loves us. Hebrews writer says the father, the father who does not chastise his child means it's not his child at all. How true that is. We live in a society now that we have a lot of people not being father figures. Hello, somebody. I didn't say father. I said father figures. Y'all with me here? Because there was a time that everybody says a, 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 a family, a, 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 a city, a town, 
a village to raise a child? But you see what I'm getting? A city, a family, a village, when they put that into what they're saying, it takes what? Everybody. But now we got a time. We see a child doing something. He say, ain't my problem. And then, since it's not your problem, it becomes your problem when they break in your house. Hello, somebody. You see, when we look at it, that our God cares enough about us that it says, you're my problem. Thank you, Lord. Squeeze me. Get all the goodness out of me. And when you squeeze an orange, many of us will throw away the grind. Am I right about it? Because once you got everything you want out of it, you throw away what you have no use of. Lord, help me to get rid of what I have no use of. That will not glorify you, which will not magnify you. That I, I want to be set free of what's holding me back. I want to be free of sin. See, the problem is, the problem is as we're living a life devoted to Christ, that some people get up to us and try to talk down to us. Trying to say how holy you are. Going to talk about how you so righteous and oh you never sin. That's where you got to pause for a moment and tell them you're right about some, some things. Yes, I am holy. Yes, I am righteous. And yes, I don't sin on some things. But yet I'm only all these things. Come on, somebody. Because somebody calls me those things. Y'all don't hear me. It's not because I call myself these things, but when he looks at me, if you don't know who he is, that's my father. You might, you might know my daddy, Francis Durham, but my heavenly father looks at me through his son, uh, who happens to be my co-heir. Do you not know that I'm royalty now? I'm a royal priesthood, but I'll get to that later. But when he looks at me, he no longer see a wretch undone. But he sees a promise. He's deposited in me in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that because of that, I now have a desire to be holy. To be righteous and to sin less. Y'all don't hear me? I, not sinless, but I sin less. <laughs> and I'm not perfect, I'm just forgiven. <laughs> So you can look at me all you want, but I want to tell you that you can be where I am too. Because I couldn't get there by myself. But God realized that, son, you got problems, uh, and you've been trying to fix them all yourself, but I'm so glad you came to the right place. Because I deposit in you the power of the Holy Spirit as soon as. You called on my son. The wind blew up. Y'all don't hear me? He said, the wind will blow. You don't know where it comes. I, I called on Jesus. The wind blew. Y'all don't hear me? I don't know where it came from, but I know it showed up. And a change started happening. It says, uh, when I don't know what to pray about, the Holy Spirit is right there to pray for me. I was reading a story about how a, a, a daughter run to write a letter to Granny. Daughter can't write. But she gets scribble marks and writes it on. It says, then the mother gets in and says, Hi, dear Granny. And she points to one scribble mark. 
says, I miss you, points to another scribble mark. Can't wait for you to visit, points to another scribble mark. And say, I love you, points to another scribble mark. What mother just did was intercede on behalf of her daughter. She knew her daughter's heart and what she wanted, but daughter did not know how to put it together. And so mother interceded and said, let me give a clear message to granny so granny knows what your situation is. Can I bring it to you? God allows stuff happen in your life, stuff. And you frustrated. You may be happy. You may be upset. You may be on the verge of doing something you don't want to do. And you're trying to put it into words, and you might say words like, God, I am mad at you. Mm. God, why you do this evil thing to me? Mm. Yeah, 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 y'all quiet on me. That's right, because I'm being real. I, I've met some folks, they said some stuff to God that they did not want to say, but their hearts were so heavy. It's what they're saying. That's when the Holy Spirit gets in and says, I'm not mad at you, God, or I ain't at you, God, but God, help me to understand. That's the Holy Spirit coming to help me to understand that you meant everything that happened for the good of those who love you, who are called according to your purpose. I'm talking to somebody here. Some of y'all say, you ain't talking about me. I ain't never got there. Well, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to talk about a prophet I know named Elijah. This prophet I know is better than you and I could ever be. He got caught up by a fiery chariot. He ain't seen death. I don't know about you, but one day you might be rolling down this aisle, but he went up in a fiery chariot. He, he was a true rainmaker. He prayed for rain. Rain showed up. He said, rain stop, rain stop. Hello, somebody. But yet he got so depressed, he said, take my life. But the Holy Spirit was interceding and gave him some food. Y'all don't hear me. He woke up. He was ready to die. And the angel says, get up and eat. He had enough food to run on 40 days. Y'all don't hear me. He got up and ran nonstop to where God wanted him to be. What was that? Because God knew what he needed. Because the spirit searches the heart and minds of man. Understanding that sometimes uh, you don't know what to say. Uh, you don't know what to do. But because he loves you, he'll provide somebody to step in at the right time to help you out. So that's why I'm glad that I can groan. I'm glad I can suffer. I'm glad that I can be in pain. And I see the great God just getting a big old spoon and start mixing stuff up. And I'm like, God, I'm glad I'm in the pot. It's hot down here. It's, it's heavy down here. But I'm glad I'm in the pot. Stir me up, oh God. Stir me up. Because when you pull me out the pot, It's going to get better. Y'all understand that we got to go through in order to make it through. I'm going to leave you alone with this last illustration. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I used to love our vacation time with the family. And as we go out east, we have to go through mountains. And there's a big mountain we always got to go through 
And when I was a kid, I always had my own imagination of that mountain crashing while we were in the tunnel. My parents didn't know that, but I was scared to death. I'm back there watching them going through that tunnel. I'm like, Lord have mercy. Will I make it out on the other side? But no, but I found out that every time we went through, we came out. And we was able to go back that same way. And, 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 and as I matured and I woke up, the same thing when I get on a flight, I'm scared to get up in that airplane. But I told y'all before, right before I said, I'm on a sign. I tell people, you blessed because you're on the plane with me because I know I'm landing. Y'all don't hear me. I'm on assignment. I got confirmation from my God that I'm going to land. So I'm good to go. Because I don't trust the pilot. I don't trust the weather. I trust my God. If he allows me to get on that plane, Lord, I'm in your hands. And so I realized that everything that I've gone through, he's brought me through. And when I get through, he lets me know I'm going to give you the strength to make it through again. So now when I see those tunnels, now when I see those planes, uh, I look at God and say, he's going to do it again. <laughs> I heard a, a, a sermon of a pastor was talking about how there's a, church, there's a school called Christ the King. And they got a basketball team. And the basketball team normally is undefeated and wins games, but they went through some turmoil, but they started winning, and they won the championship again. And the, and the pastor, the pastor said he read this headline, and the re- headline read, Christ the King did it again. <laughs> the pastor said, that's a 2,000-year-old headline. <laughs> Aren't you glad? That we can look at it and say Christ the King did it again. So no matter what you're going through, he's going to bring you through. You can say he did it again. (laughs) And so we can endure suffering. We can endure pain. To know that our God's able to deliver us. Because why? The best is yet to come. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Lord, we just thank you. Oh, glory be to God. You can worship him. Hallelujah, God. Lord, we just thank you. That the best is yet to come. Lord, we just thank you. That you are worthy to be praised, oh God. Lord, we thank you. That our, our current suffering does not compare to our future glory. Lord, we thank you. That we are waiting to be changed in a twinkling of an eye. To have no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. But to have everlasting life. But Lord, there might be someone here. Who does not know you. And Father Lord we pray that they can. Just confess right now. With their mouth and believe in their heart. That Jesus Christ is Lord. And they too shall be saved. And they too can eagerly wait. The suffering that will come. The suffering that will come. Father Lord please have your way in this place. Please have your way in our hearts. Lord, I pray that they will just trust in you right now. The Bible says, harden out your heart unto the day of salvation. Father, Lord, I pray those who just need to let go of something, they just let it go right now. And put it in your hands and say, Lord, have your way. Squeeze me. Squeeze me, oh God. Get your use out of me. And get rid of what needs to be get rid of. So that I can serve you for your glory and for your purpose.
We thank you, Almighty God. We magnify your holy name. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. There might be someone here looking for a church home. Might be someone here decided on today to give their life to Christ. We welcome you here in this place. Is there someone today? Is there someone here today? God knows your heart. God knows your heart.